Welcome to the Learning from Leaders podcast. I'm your host, and Oxley. This is our first ever episode, and it's with my good friend and salon owner, Laura Goddard Style. My mate Lucas and I had no idea what the fuck we were doing, but we think there's some real good content here for business owners and entrepreneurs. Over the past six episodes, we've learned a lot, and we've got a hell of a lot better. We're excited for you to see the progress, so please subscribe, and uh, be kind with your reviews. <laughs> All right, so welcome to, uh, this is one of our first podcasts we've ever shot. Um, the, basically, the mission of this is what we're trying to do is, I've only been in business for a couple of years. I've had a successful business now for a couple of years, and um, I've, I started a basketball academy before that that didn't necessarily go the way I wanted it to. Um, but now I want to go and help other business owners and other people achieve their goals, their dreams, and follow their passion. And so I'm just trying to find out what makes other people successful and how they've been able to start a business successfully, how they've been able to follow their goals. My whole life I wanted to follow my dreams, whatever that's been. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to go for it all. And when I find out what makes the people that do do that different or why they've done that or how we can help other people that might be thinking about that they want to go and do it and what stopped them all. So we want people to take action. If you have a dream and you have a goal and you think you can have a better life, we want you to, we want to find out how we can do that and what, what it takes for a small business owner compared to going and working for another company and should you go and take that leap. Um, so you, we've, you were saying you've been doing this for 20 years now. Yes, I've been in, I started hair school in 1998. 1998. Yeah, it seems forever ago. Um, and then, how long have you had your own business? I've had my own business for, I've been in this location for almost three years. Yeah. And prior to that, I was in a different location for six. So uh, nine years Nine altogether. years, but then I was an independent contractor for six years before that. Okay. And what was it that eventually you said, I'm going to go from being an independent contractor working in somebody else's place to now it's time for me to have my own place? I think when I moved from the big, more corporate salon, commission-based salon to a tier rental, I, the owner of that salon, actually, um, when we were setting everything up, he asked me one day, when are you going to open your own business? Because oh, I wow. think he just recognized, like, potential, I guess, yeah. and just even the way I ask questions. And, and that, I think that was the hardest part about being in more of that independent, open salon is that... Everyone was kind of on their own, and there wasn't that full-on team atmosphere or the um, the goals. And everyone there were they had been in the business for a long time and were kind of where they needed to be, mm-hmm. where they wanted to be. Yeah, which was fine for them. But I was starting to get bored, and I think from my whole journey through hair, I moved up because I always wanted more. Yeah, um, and just didn't want to stop in that one spot. And um, what was there? Do you remember a moment that you were like, "I have to go and do this because of this"? Or was there like a certain? Um, well, like there was no marketing in the salon at, at all. And I remember when social media was first starting to come out and Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, could we have a Facebook page?" Mm-hmm. And you know, there was because we everyone was on their own. There wasn't just that um, collaborative Facebook page or even need for marketing. Yeah. But I was the youngest one there, and. Ultimately, they asked me to leave because 
I think I was the youngest one there. You were rocking the boat a little bit too much? No, I think it was, I'm not, I mean, honestly, I'm not even sure. I think it was they tried to get, they wanted somebody else in. I was the easiest one to. You were the last one in. I think they knew I wasn't happy. Yeah. I think they knew I wanted more, honestly. And, you know, it, it was the worst and best thing to ever happen to me. And when I left there, I remember um, saying that I was more scared to go into another salon with other people than I was to open my own space. Okay. And if they didn't let you go, do you think you would have opened your own business? Um, I think I would have moved on and and done something more. Um, I was stuck there at the moment just because of other life things that had gotten in the way. And it just wasn't a good time to make that move. But it was certainly in the back of my head. I mean, and just because I always got in that place of wanting more. Do you feel like you would have always had, because you said you had life things that were stopping you to do that. Do you think if they didn't let you go, you might always have had life things that would have popped up to stop Not you? Not necessarily. Or? I mean, the biggest okay. thing was my husband got laid off. Okay. So, and we had just gotten married. Yeah. And so it wasn't like financially, this wasn't a place to go into that next step. Mm-hmm. But I mean, knowing myself, I wouldn't have stayed. Yeah. For I mean, I would have stayed for a little bit, but probably not much longer. Okay. Um, and so the way, it, did you just, you saw a better way for things to be done? I mean, I think so. I think I was just looking for that collaborative team. Yeah. And also to be able to um, really have a purpose and a culture and a mission. And when I left there and I was able to go on my own and decide where I wanted to go with that, um, that's when I started, I'd gotten more into natural organic things mm-hmm. just in my own eating. I had been gluten-free and so therefore I was starting to read labels all the time and there's, the beauty industry is changing a lot for the better yeah. and it can continue, um, but there's a lot of things that the beauty industry doesn't do right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was a matter of finding like really good, um, sustainable products um, trying to use the less chemicals as possible, still maintain the beautiful color, um, get rid of the smells that you yeah. typically would go and and, and in, as a business owner, when say for example, you just looked at profit and income and loss, to do something like that to step outside of that seems like it's not a great business decision monetarily wise, right? It's not, not necessarily like, because a lot of those things cost more. Cost more money, mm-hmm. and so for you to go and say I'm going to do it myself. And then on top of that, I want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. That's a big leap where you could have just been like, I'm going to do it the cheapest way or the fastest sure, way. Sure, I mean, so, like I was able to, in my first line, it was just me. Yeah. It was a 450 square foot space, but I was able to source the products and then grow off of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the change and knowing that there are better things. Um, not necessarily better, but there's other ways of doing it. And I was, after a while from working for myself, like I said, I always wanted more. Yeah. Um, I was withdrawn from the industry because I was by myself. Yeah. But then um, I came on with a new product line and I got to get in with education. I think that got me really further into the industry and so seeing even, what else is so out there. So even though you were on your own, because you were saying you were looking for that team, you managed to find a team. Even though you were on your own, you had the team that you were working with products yes. wise yes. and you had a team that you're working with educationally mm-hmm. too so you were able to not just like go into somebody else's team you created but you're still working for your own self and it was just you in that location yes. so then now you've moved to a bigger location here mm-hmm. you've been here two years is your goal now to create another team on top of that like yes. what 
how would you say your dream from when you first started to where it is now has it changed or has it always been that you wanted something like what you've got now with yeah I think it's shows? I think it's grown where I want I mean it's starting to grow where I want it to go I've never mm-hmm. wanted always liked the fact that the clients can come in and be relaxed be themselves um, you know if they want to come in in their yoga pants and mm-hmm. sweaty they can like I'm not I'm not judging them yeah. if I see them out in the neighborhood I'm not like I don't expect their hair to be perfect and you know the idea is that I was able to create something that was just like a neighborhood community spot and that we could come in be together was that the and goal when you first started then? Uh, yes or, I mean okay. like my my thought was like you know moms could come in and like hang out on the couch and right. chill and have a glass of wine if they wanted to yeah. just while I'm cutting hair yeah. um and you know it's in this industry there's a lot to um a lot of there's people who want the job and there's people who want to come in because of the culture and because mm-hmm. of what we're doing and that those are the people I want in here. I want people that, you know, care about the environment. Like we're a green circle salon, so we're doing a lot of um, recycling from hair to colorways to foils. Yeah. And so a lot less waste. We're using products that are sustainably sourced. Um, and I think a lot of people's lives are moving in that direction. Yeah. So from client-wise to even stylist-wise, I think So that and would you say that you have like a, a very... A, an industry that's aimed at there's like a, a value section yes. of people mm-hmm. and then there's maybe like a more super stylish like mm-hmm. has to be a certain uh, fashion brand level and then where do you say you want to be in that you want to be the community well um, I mean I think we're I mean, we still are like with the product lines I use we're still fashion forward on yeah. trend but I think it's more of like still rocking the hair, but then being able to be yourself. But caring about the Caring about picture. the products, caring about, yeah, the bigger picture, because, you know, we're doing this recycling and we're trying to source all these things, but every time you walk into a salon, you're making a difference when we're doing yeah. these things. So your mission is you want people to look their best, but care about how they got there. Exactly. Care about the process mm-hmm. of it and the journey and actually connect with people along the way, not just this is it. You're gonna look great. Doesn't matter what happens to the environment. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the environment's like in here. It's this is a family place where. Yeah, I mean, I want to build. I I have clients that I've been doing for the been doing their hair since I moved to Atlanta in 2001. Yeah. And you know they followed me to the places and they've come. They followed me because we've created relationships. To me, it's not just about cutting hair. It's um, you know I truly get to know my clients and get to know you know. Because that in their lifestyle makes a difference in how their hair looks yeah. as well. So for me, I started a basketball academy. It was my first business. And um, I, was, I didn't really understand business very well. I was young and stupid. I wanted to just help people. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. And I didn't realize in order to do that, I had to create a business first. And then I can help. I didn't have anything to give. So I wanted to help, but there was nothing to give. Mm-hmm. So how would you say... Um, if, if I didn't do that, if I didn't go through that process and that business not be successful, I don't think the next business would have been as successful as it was. So mm-hmm. for me, and in everything I've done, failure has been the thing that has made me better every time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, do you relate to that all in your Oh, totally. I mean, this? I feel like I've failed a million times within this because I've 
truly learned on my own as I've gone, but with the help of outside people like you and just you find those people that you can go to to ask certain questions and yeah. what's the biggest the internet I mean I think you know stick out. Um, I mean, being kicked out of a salon, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that turned into something great. Turned into the best thing that could I ended happen. up here because my last place got mowed down to build some apartments. Right. But now I work and live in the same neighborhood that I, and it's awesome. I can walk to work if I want to. Um, you know, I'm. I feel like I failed as a leader in trying to um, have other employees, mm-hmm. and but I've learned from that as well. And I think that's, I mean, I worked for myself for six years. Yeah. That was one part of the business. Now I'm growing the business with other stylists and that's a whole nother side of things that I'm continuing to learn um, as far as like how to be the best leader. And ultimately that's my goal is to, I don't want to be, I want us to be one to the fact that our clients can come in. They know every stylist that's in here. Like every stylist knows every client that walks in. Mm-hmm. By name. And so when you look back on this, why did you even start cutting hair in the first place? I wanted to be an occupational therapist coming out of high school and I went to college for a year. I quickly learned that I was not a straight A student and to go into OT it was very competitive and it was you needed that 4.0. I'm a very stressful person and it just scared me and I, I didn't think I could make it to that next step. But I was working with a girl who did my hair for five years and helping her kind of run her business as well. So kind of learned and at some point she, we talked about going to hair school. And I was scared to tell my parents because I knew that they wanted that college career life mm-hmm. for me. So I wrote them a letter. Okay. I told them I didn't want to go back to college. Yeah. I wanted to do hair school. And you know, it was, it was hard because I felt like I had something to prove to them. Yeah. And it was a struggle. I definitely struggled with um, depression and things throughout school. What What was the underlying um, cause of that? Do you think? Um, friends dying. Okay. You know, and just the stress of I felt like that need to to prove that point to my parents, but at the same time, going through those hard times. So it was it was hard for them to see me not be as successful in the beginning, but at the same time, it was still school. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still a struggle to get up, even though I loved going there and I was driving an hour each way to go to school. But it, ultimately it was, you know, I've obviously shown my family that this is what I love to do. And, and what do you think their main concerns were? And what, what were yours going into that? I mean, I think, I think a lot of you know, for, I mean, 20 years ago, it was, you know, you, you need to go to college mm-hmm. in order to be successful. Yeah. And I think now it's changing a bit. Um, and they didn't finish college. I think it was just their dream for their kids to go to college. And I don't think I would have, I probably would have changed things a little bit. But, I mean, ultimately, I finished school. Took six months longer than I wanted to, but yeah. I finished, and then... How did you feel about going to hair school? How was that for you, like, when you first started? Was that... It was good. I mean, I was I was moved, introduced more into the city. I grew up in Rome, Georgia, so, mm-hmm. like, being small town. And I think that's where it's, like, I worked in Rome for a year and a half, and then after school... Because during school, I was exposed to more. Exposed to more... Um, just population diversity and I think that was like ultimately what I loved about it going to school in Marietta and then starting to come into Atlanta more 
and I wanted that diversity around me and I think it it made the big picture a little bit easier to see mm-hmm. so I worked with the girl who who I worked with during hair school who'd done my hair for five years for six months and I mean she was gracious and gave me a place to work we were best friends not best friends but we were good friends but ultimately she had three kids and she could not help with that continued education and I always wanted more education with school you learn the basics and then everything else is behind the chair yeah. and I moved um, across the street pretty much wow. and assisted a reputable stylist in town um, for a year but then ultimately I um, wanted to um, ultimately I wanted to, um, to go um, to move to Atlanta um, just because there were more opportunities mm-hmm. and when when I moved here and or trying to find a job I had a roommate I was planning on moving here but I had to find a job first mm-hmm. and I sent out a million resumes and then one day I walked into this place it was a Monday so they were open retail but not doing hair I filled out a resume it just happened to be the perfect timing and so I got the job and I worked my butt off and if anything it was like I wouldn't regret working there but I worked hard for a little yeah. but gained so much um, and the education I got from being around the work ethic that I was yeah. made to go into because there was no you know you got to really see how hard to work hard yeah I mean these are this is what I mean I was pretty much thrown onto the floor with clients right away mm-hmm. with only a year and a half of wow. um, practice so yeah. it was you know, it was a good lesson and I was just cutting then and, you know, but there were times I felt like I was in an assembly line, mm-hmm. wouldn't eat all day, wouldn't, yeah. you know. And then for what you've created now is completely I mean, there's still some that, days right? I don't eat okay. all day, but, yeah. you know, but at the same time, it's like, but I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it more. Yeah. And, and it's, well, you're not eating because you got to work on your business or you got to, but it's yours. Yes. And it's not just another client comes in and you're working for somebody mm-hmm. else's. And the nice thing is, I mean, I can, you know, I can schedule people accordingly how I want because some people are going to take longer some people less and I don't like to rush from the from the moment you started to now 20 years what would you say is the thing that the lesson that you've learned the most from that time from a whole 20 years of cutting hair Mm. and from nine years being in business what would you say is the never stop learning yeah I mean I feel like it's, it's continuous growth whether it's the business side of things or if it's the hair side of things. So I'm still educating and I'm still, if anything, now I'm going, I'm doing more education than I've ever had because the business is growing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the industry is growing so much and there's so many different ways you can grow within the industry. And, you know, I, I like where I'm at, um, but I also love to see what else is out there. Yeah. And so, I see. I see a lot of people that have ideas to go and start their own businesses, or they they have ideas to go and do something, but they find any reason not to do it, or they find any excuse not to go into that thing because you know they they'll, they'll find any reason, but they've just got all these ideas and they want to tell you their ideas. Um, how do you think? What obstacles have you faced, and you've just been like? 
I'm doing it anyway. All like, I mean, I think no the one's gonna... yeah, I think the biggest is, I mean, probably financial. Mm-hmm. When I had to move locations, I went from I doubled my space and I also went to a raw space and I had to build out completely on my own. How did you? How did you have the confidence to go and do that? <laughs> I don't know if I did, but I I made it happen. I think it was just like I knew that when I found this building and that it was available and. You know, they were willing to take me in as a salon. I think yeah. I, I just was like, this is what I'm doing. And the the hardest part was knowing, like, can I afford it? And, you know, luckily I had good credit and I was able to get a loan, which I'm, you know, I'll be paying on for a couple more years. And, you know, but I've worked hard on my own to do that on my own. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with support of family and friends, um, but in terms of like financially, I've done it on my own. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing that can scare people. Um, you know, you have to you have to be able to get out of your comfort zone sometimes. Um, but I also had a lot of help. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do it without the guidance of people and support from people. And I've certainly has haven't done everything. You know, everything kind of went wrong and multiple times. And but ultimately, I think it, it always comes back. What do you think? What do you think it is that causes that? Because I mean, I've known you for coming up on two years now, mm-hmm. probably a little bit longer, and I've seen I've seen you work hard every day. I've seen you just be fearless in the face of anything that's thrown at you. Um, so, how do you think you just keep going, even when, like you said, it, sometimes everything goes wrong mm-hmm. or Sometimes, you know, you're going to face so many different challenges with opening your own space mm-hmm. or even from the start, how do you think, what do you think it is that just keeps pushing you forward? I mean, as much anxiety as I have, I think it's, I still know that I have a business to run and I have people that want to come here and I think, you know, I'm, I have a child and she looks up to me and she knows that I have this place and it's hard in finding that work-life balance and figuring out when I have time to do everything. But ultimately, it's, I know that this was a goal that I wanted to have, and my goal is to grow. Um, but I don't want to grow too big. I like mm-hmm. the I like being small and yeah. um, knowing everyone and being able to like feel relaxed in my space um, and have other people feel relaxed in the space. Yeah. So what would you say the biggest lesson is from from going and opening your own? Hmm. Um, work hard, know the business. If I could go back, I would probably would have gone to school for business. Okay. Um, just because I think I could have, that would have just been a whole other aspect of yeah. this in terms of running my own business. Um, like I said, I still continue to learn. You started because you loved cutting hair, right? You loved- I started because I loved cutting hair, but I think I've always, because I've worked in like the larger salon and then I've moved, I've seen how things are run. Yeah. And not that anyone did anything wrong. I think I just really enjoyed seeing the different aspects of businesses and then how I would want to do it as well. Yeah. What do you think could have stopped you that you just never let stop? Where, where along the way do you think you could have been oh, like? Gosh. Um, you could have gone I mean, back to you know i could have stopped with my parents making me go to like making me go to college mm-hmm. or i could have stopped with not taking the leap and moving to atlanta and expanding that and you know versus staying back in my hometown i could have um 
you know, I finally was able to step out of that first salon and be fearless and excited, you know, go and rent that chair. But, you know, I sat on my butt for many days. I walked around in circles just waiting for people to come. Mm. Um, you know, it didn't come easy. I worked hard for it. And, you know, other than the, you know, the first job I, I got that was completely on my own, was not knowing anyone, was that first job I got here in Atlanta. And I think that in itself proved that I could move forward. Um, you know, when they told me that my old place was going to be torn down, I think I could have, I could have stopped and gone into work somewhere else as well, and just said, you know, forget the business. Um, you know, I can just go and, you know, rent a chair somewhere and continue that way. But I knew I would be bored. Mm-hmm. As crazy as I get when I'm too busy, if I'm not busy enough, I feel like I'm, I'm always searching for something else. And has there been times when you could have just given it all up? Do you think? Oh, have you sure. been close? Yeah, sure. I mean, what are the times that? I mean, probably when I had to do the whole build out and dealing with the construction and everything. Yeah. It's like you know, you're thinking, what have I done? Mm-hmm. You know, I could have. Well, it's, it seems like you've built the business. You've, you've had to rebuild two or three times. Right? Yes. It's not just been like a straight line mm-hmm. process. It's been like you're here for a while, we're building your own client base, mm-hmm. and then you move to somewhere else, and now you've got your own location. And then you moved here and you got a bigger a new, location. And a new, like, 10-mile-away location. Yeah. Which, that was the fear in the beginning of moving from Buckhead to Grant Park was, you know, will people follow me? And the cool thing is, is I got people back that didn't follow me to Buckhead. Mm-hmm. They, but once I was back here in the neighborhood, then they came back to me. So, yeah. you know, I guess the idea is, you know, we're, as long as you're still doing it, they'll come. Yeah, because it would have been easy to just stop there, mm-hmm. right? It would have been easy to just say, well, none of my clients are going to come. So I've worked all those years to well, just... Well, I had the fear, too, of, like, should I stay in Buckhead? And yeah. I looked, but, like, that was never really my, my place. It just happened to be where I landed when I moved before. And now, I mean, I've been in the neighborhood for 14 years living here, but mm-hmm. in the last three years, I've truly gotten to know my neighborhood. Right. And which is cool. Yeah. And I love everything. So now everything you live and work here. Live and work here kid goes to school here yeah go to the gym here yeah um i just need a golf cart and i'll be good oh god please (laughs) yeah but yeah so where you are now and where you've come to now how do you do you feel like you're still building the dream or do you feel like you're at in it now like how does it feel every day when you get to come to work um i mean i'm definitely still building i think i'm always still building yeah um and in this industry, you're going to train people and they're going to leave. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, it's going to be a constant kind of, you know, you don't want it to be a turnover, but in this industry, it's how it is. So, yeah. you know, I'm still learning, as I said, to be a leader yeah. and to figure out how I can do things better. So is leadership your next thing now? Is I think that so. what you're, so you, and has that, that been over the last three years or is that just starting to happen? Now, um, would you say? Because you were on your own in your own building. Mm-hmm. So you just, Everything that's in your mind is what you do every Yeah, day, and that's right? where I thought, like, oh, I've run a business for six years. Surely I can expand, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not the same, and I've certainly learned so much more in that way. What's um, the biggest challenge of being a leader, would you say? Um, I mean, I definitely think... I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how to... Like, to make sure that I'm able to get clients in to... You know, when you're bringing some money in to work that, you know, you're 
confident in what you're doing and I think confidence is where I'm still building in that leadership mm -hmm. and making sure that you know I'm I know I'm not perfect and I'm trying to um, make sure that I'm able to get them where they need to be as well and really work with their strengths and weaknesses and you know we're in it together it's not just me so I like the feedback and if um, if they're not growing I'm not growing right um, my yeah. goal is to get you know more stylists. And so how do you get that confidence? Do you think? Why, why do you not mm -hmm. think you have that confidence to lead after twenty years in the industry and nine years of owning your own business? How do you think? I think my mind still goes back to the failures, and it's which hard. failures the most? Would you say like? I mean, I think it's there? you know just you know there's I'm I'm gonna I wear my heart on my sleeve, and yeah. there's times where it's like trying to take the emotion out of the business, which is hard to do because I'm just an emotional person. Um, and everything, I do take everything personally, Yeah. but not necessarily in a bad way. It's like, I want, I want feedback and I want people to talk. Where does, where does that emotion come from? Because you feel like that's what helped build your business was that emotion of mm -hmm. wanting to create something. Like, I mean, I imagine it's hard to then let someone else take your business, right? Or oh, let true. someone else come yeah. in. So where do, how do you... I mean, being able to let go and, you know, I, I don't want to be a micromanager and I don't feel like I am. Yeah. Um, but it is, I mean, like, because I have created this, I think that's why it's so important for somebody to come in because of the culture. Yeah. Um, and not just to come in to cut hair. Yeah. Because it's the whole thing combined. Because that's what you've worked over the last nine years to mm -hmm. create. Was this yeah, to create culture. that brand, to create the culture... Um, for us as well as the clients that are coming in. Yeah. And so it's, you're more emotional about protecting the culture than your business. Is that what would you I think say? so. That's me. Oh. Um, I think so. I think it's, um, Can I stop? Okay. Oh. <laughs> can edit this part out. <laughs> uh, you can answer. It's probably just Comcast calling to tell me there. We're at thirty minutes right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. We're going so we'll wrap it up. Okay. So, you've been doing this for twenty years, like we said, nine years owning your own business. When you come to a point in time where you don't want to cut hair anymore, or maybe you think about selling or mm -hmm. the business at that point, what do you want? Because, I mean, this business is named after you, right? It's mm. Laura Goddard style. What do you want that to represent? Um, what do you want that to mean? I mean, initially, it's, you know, it's Laura Goddard style, but it's you coming in to find your style. Like, a haircut can change anyone's style and and make their make them happy and that's, really I mean, change. That's your business, but, I mean, what yeah. do you want yeah. your name to represent when people hear Laura Goddard style what do you want that to mean to them what do you want them to think of when they think of you as a business owner you as a mom you as a whatever else what what would you include in that and how would you want people to think about you say years from now when maybe Laura Goddard style doesn't exist mm -hmm. anymore and or maybe it does I don't know what do you want the legacy to look like I mean I guess to Especially when I go back to the clients I've seen for years. So obviously the relationship building and the culture that I've built and, um, you know, some, I mean, I have clients that 
text me randomly to say, hey, I'm thinking about you, or if I get the, um, it honestly makes my day when I get a text saying I love my hair, mm-hmm. or tag on Instagram, but um, ultimately coming back and, you know, knowing that I've done the best I can to... The relationships. The relationships, made, I think, is the difference. biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's <laughs> if that's what you wanted to mean, that's great. I don't know what my legacy yeah. is. That's where I well, haven't what, gotten deep what, enough in yeah. my goals. Right. Well, what is it that drives you every day now? Because, I mean, like, when you were starting off, it was like, I don't want to go to university. But mm-hmm. what is it now that's like, every day, this is where, this is what pushes me. I mean, I love go. walking in and seeing what I've created. Mm-hmm. And knowing that clients come in here for what I've created and not just the hair. Yeah. Um, and I mean, ultimately, like, I don't like somebody asked me if I was going to step behind, step out from behind the chair just to run the business. Yeah. And that is not where I want to be yet. Right. One day, maybe, yeah. you know, it's a very physical job. And, yeah. you know, one day, yes, it'd be great to like step away a little bit. But ultimately, I think it's great to be a part of it because people do come here because my name is on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I want people to come here to for everything that we represent. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I just want to, from knowing you for two years, just want to acknowledge that, like I said before, the person that I know and the person that I see every day is somebody that just, I've never heard you make an excuse for anything. I've seen you take responsibility. I've seen you take ownership. And if you, for example, with the gym, if you don't come, it's because you didn't come. It's no, mm-hmm. There's no, nothing, you don't put it on anybody else. You don't. If this business is doing well, you put it on you. You say, I need to do this better or I need to do that better. And I've never heard you make an excuse for anything. And just watching you just show up every day and whatever we're doing, say, for example, in the gym, you just go and do it. There's no, oh, I'm not sure if I can do that. You just attack it. And I think that's how you've got to grow such a Yeah, I mean, you know, if I, if, I, if I stop working, then the business goes away. Yeah. And, you know, I've certainly had times where I don't focus on the business enough. And that's where I see everything fluctuate a little bit. And, you know, then I come back to it and go back to those goals and figure out how to If someone was starting right now, 20 years, if, you, if it was, you could talk to yourself 20 years ago, what would be the one thing you would tell the person to be ready for? Yeah. Um, be ready to work. Yeah. Be ready for the, the physical aspect of the job, the emotional aspect of the job. We're very personal with our clients. Yeah. And so, you know, as you know, as much of a psychologist as we are cutting hair and you, know, you get to know families and you get to know everything about them. And it's probably one of the most intimate jobs you can have. Um, and, you know, you have to make people feel comfortable. And with that, they come back. I was gonna ask that because people tend to dump everything onto the hairdressers. Mm-hmm. Like you sit down in the chair and it's like, oh yeah, that's what I say. I mean, like the, I mean, I've cried with my clients from my part, from their part, yeah. and you know, it's I strive to make everyone happy, and if I don't make everyone happy, it's very hard on me too. Mm-hmm. So, you no, know, it's it's that constant struggle of trying to do everything right. Yeah, which it's not going to happen every day. No. So where do you see this business in the next 10 years? The next 10 years, um, I would love to have a few more stylists, um, grow the hours. Um, I would love to be a little bit more, um, like 
one step ahead in the education, like teaching, yeah. but not just teaching for the company, but also um, more of an education plan within the salon too, mm-hmm. and growing other stylists. And have that team environment that you mm-hmm. were looking for. Yeah. How many stylists do you think you'll... I mean, I have three chairs, so I think okay. I could, you know, depending on hours, you could stagger, but yeah. I mean, I, ultimately, I don't want it huge. I still want it to be nice and quaint. And Everybody pushing that mission of community, mm-hmm. sustainability, and then caring about making a difference in the right way. Exactly. So, that's amazing. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So, awesome. Thank you for your time. Thank you for and, having uh, me. Yeah. So So hopefully you made it all the way to the end of this podcast. As we said, this was episode one and I got a hell of a lot better at these conversations and uh, me and my boy from Flyby Productions, Lucas Hicks, figured it all out. So please subscribe. We got some amazing content coming up with some really great business owners, some leaders, and uh, we're only going to get better. So please leave us a review and uh, see you next time.